I hope it's not too early on this rather gloomy morning for a Greek lesson, but it's only going to be two words of Greek, so hopefully it won't be too laborious at this early hour. And the first Greek word is, of course, epiphany, which we celebrate today, the great mystery of the epiphany. Epiphany is a Greek word which means showing forth, manifestation, revelation. Because in the mystery of the Magi, God reveals himself, Jesus is revealed as he's manifested, he's shown forth as the light of all the nations and the savior of all peoples. Certainly, he is already seen as the savior of Israel, who looked forward for so many centuries to the eventual coming of the great Messiah, the anointed one of God, who would definitively deliver Israel and deliver them in Jesus in a way beyond their wildest imaginations. But Jesus is seen in the mystery of the Magi as not just the one who is the light of Israel that brings salvation to Israel, but brings salvation and light to all the nations. You see, the Magi, and that's our second Greek word, as you know, the gospel was originally written in Greek. Although it was written at the time of the Roman Empire, the, the common language of the Roman Empire, the street language and the language of most correspondence was actually Greek. Latin was reserved to sort of like the Senate and the courts and official business. But, so the Gospels were written in Greek, and Matthew tells us that Magoi came from the East. And that's a Greek word. Sometimes we say they're the three kings, sometimes we call them the wise men. But Magoi, that original Greek word, means astrologers. So they come from the East, which means they're not from Israel. And they're astrologers, which means they worship stars and thinks that, think that man's destiny and God's will can be found in stars and in constellations and things like that. So they're clearly not faithful believers in the true God, as are the children of Israel. These are pagans, right? They worship stars. And yet, they too follow an extraordinary star that God can use to guide them to adore this little child and give him these extraordinary and rich gifts. The fact that these unbelievers, these unfaithful people, come from the East and adore Jesus following the light of the star shows that Jesus is manifested as the light and savior of all peoples, not just of the chosen people of Israel. That is, Jesus comes to save all people of all times and all places. Now, when we speak about salvation, we always have to be careful and avoid extremes, right? Catholicism is always the balance. The one extreme to avoid is triumphalism. Only baptized practicing Catholics are going to heaven and are saved and nobody else. That is not the teaching of the Catholic Church. But the other extreme is indifferentism. I'm indifferent as to what religion people are. Every religion is just as good as any other. What's true for you is true for you. What's true for me is true for me. And it's all the same and equally effective. That is not the teaching of the Catholic Church either. The Church teaches that the Catholic Church, founded by our Lord Jesus Christ to bring the good news, the light of his gospel, to all peoples of all times, is the one true church founded by Jesus that has the fullness of truth and the fullness of the means necessary for us to attain, attain salvation. That's the ordinary way to be saved. Now, the church does teach that those who do not know the gospel, do not know Jesus, are not part of the church, and who seek to know what is true in as much as they're able to know it, and to do what is good in as much as they are moved to know and do what is good, can do so aided by the grace of God and can achieve salvation. Of course, that salvation is always mysteriously in and through the merits of Jesus and of his church. 
And we see, where we see the truth in other religions and in other thoughts and in other peoples, we respect and embrace and welcome any truth. And those limited truths we see as seeds, as it were, as preparations for them to attain the fullness of the gospel in the church. I mean, that's why Jesus founded the church. As Pope Paul VI, St. Paul VI memorably said, the church exists to evangelize, to bring the good news of salvation in Jesus to all people. That is, we exist to evangelize. Each one of us is called to share with others the good news that Jesus forgives, he heals, he brings peace and joy, salvation, and even everlasting life for everyone, for everyone who's willing to accept him. I mean, don't we all want to share with others the consoling mercy and the good news of this message, the truth of this message? Don't we want to gather others together with us to celebrate the grace of God in the sacraments as one body? Don't we hope to share the goodness of the commandments that teach us how to love God and neighbor with others so that we can all be gathered together as one human family in love following the commandments? My friends, Jesus is the light, but he calls us also to be the light for him. Of course, we can't give what we don't have. If we're going to be the light, if we're going to draw people to Jesus through his church, then we have to give evidence ourselves of having been enlightened by him, of having encountered him, of having been transformed by him, of having experienced his healing, his forgiveness, his peace, his joy, the hope of everlasting life. Ask yourselves, does my experience of what God has done for me make me want to share that with other people? Am I intentional about sharing the good news of the gospel with others that I encounter? Do I think that's something that only, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons do? Who do I know who is especially in need of good news, of the saving grace of the gospel, of a message and word of peace and joy that I can share it with? My friends, if we have experienced that ourselves, that good news, that healing presence of Jesus in our lives, then we will not be able to contain ourselves and will want to share that good news with others. As Pope Francis said, here we find the source and inspiration of all of our efforts of evangelization. For if we have received the love which restores meaning to our lives, how can we fail to share that love with others? And he continues, God challenges those who believe in him to go forth. All of us are asked to obey his call to go forth and preach the gospel to all, to all places, on all occasions, without hesitation, reluctance, or fear. The joy of the gospel is for all people. No one can be excluded. Let us pray on this feast of light, on this feast of the epiphany, when God manifests himself, God who has manifested himself already to us, let us pray that we will be zealous and effective missionary disciples. First of all, to be disciples, to allow ourselves to be discipled by Jesus, transformed by him, to be more and more enlightened by him, more and more one with him, more and more united to him and his love, so that then we will be effective missionaries and go forth and be lights and share that good news that light, that love, with all we encounter. Amen.